I love that ad. I love that ad. I love that ad. And hello. Welcome to another episode of I Love That Ad. I am your host this week, Shane Brennan, and I am joined, as always, by the immaculate, the amazing, the man who needs no introduction, Aaron Chalk. If you could speak to me with a <laughs> fraction of that uh, politeness on a day-to-day level, uh, or working relationship, which would be so much better. But uh, thank you for that uh, shining, shining introduction, Shane. Hello, everyone, and it's great to be back for another episode of I Love That Ad. I think it's more appropriate for me to share you with insults in private and share you with compliments in public. I think that's a healthy relationship. And Should I be think, balanced. I think it's nice and balanced. It's why you always want to record more podcasts. You're like, can we do one this morning? Because I'm feeling bad. <laughs> yeah, this, this is training for me. I just want to pep in the step by just recording a podcast. So you have to be nice where everyone's watching. I'm always nice to you, Aaron. Don't 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 get it wrong. Don't get it wrong. Um, okay, enough airing our dirty laundry. Um, so this week we are going to do the our favorite tennis ads. Now hold on, everyone. I know you feel like these titles are getting a bit out of hand. Don't worry. Recommend <laughs> titles if you would like. <laughs> if you would like, because they are. Yeah, just just recommend. There's a lot of weeks in the year we yeah, have to fill. T- okay, it's tough. Okay, <laughs> it's tough. Like there's a lot of ads out there, but you know. Um, so we've gone for yeah tennis ads and because Wimbledon just finished on Sunday and what a tournament it what, was! What a tournament! Wasn't it great to see Djokovic win the men's? Yeah, I I, I really loved when Djokovic took that 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 last few shots and, yeah. and won the game. And what about when Barty did the that amazing serve? Like that was ah oh, I I was I was on the edge of my seat. I was at, and then then when please give return that. That was uh, that was unbelievable. Yeah, good tournament. Never yeah. disappoints. We just have to wait. Yeah, we just have to wait another year now for some strawberries and cream in Wimbledon. But uh, we can still enjoy tennis-related ads. We definitely uh, to celebrate the 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 wrapping up of this um, year's Wimbledon. When you think about tennis, actually, surprisingly, it's a content structure that's not really talked a lot about. Like there are some good tennis movies. Do you know what I mean? There is actually Wimbledon. Like Wimbledon, it's yeah. I enjoy it's, them. Uh, then there's also the Battle of the Sexes. There's like tennis is yeah, it's fun. There's that Shia LaBeouf, um, what's his name? He played John Johnny Mac. I actually haven't seen that, but uh, no, I haven't seen that either. Uh, Shia LaBeouf looked class as Johnny Mac, but I don't know. I'm a big Shia LaBeouf fan anyway. Um, on screen, everything LaBeouf. he does off screen is is not good. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and then surprisingly enough a shit ton of ads i suppose like there is tennis going on an awful lot of the time it's 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 like um it's like golf it's like if you're not in that space you can easily not see tennis unlike Absolutely. football tournaments but yeah. if you're into tennis like yeah there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of tennis yeah. content out there which is great yeah and it has bre- bred these superstars and these these stars are brands in their own names. Your Federer mm-hmm. has uh, his own brand, his own slick logos. You have your your uh, Serena Williams. These are just powerhouses in their own right. Um, so when they collaborate with athletic brands and other other kind of brands, it does actually create it sometimes creates uh, some some really nice, really nice uh, ads and, and and partnerships and contents. Um, but they're they're brands in their own right, let alone what they do with with other other branded partners which is which is interesting interesting to see it's vis-a-vis the your cristiano ronaldo's in football and the likes no definitely and i think it's interesting with tennis being such a uh, posh sport right 
for lack of a better word, um, how much it does actually get an awful lot of reach. And those stars do get a lot of reach with um, an audience that might not actually even engage with tennis. People can just appreciate that they're soccer stars or that they're that they're superstars, not soccer stars. Mm. Um, which is uh, which is cool. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. So I think we'll we'll just with that in mind. So once again, we've just justified why we're doing this one. Um, um, <laughs> yeah. So get off our backs. Get right? off our bloody backs. <laughs> right. We don't, I don't want to. Come at us it. with topic suggestions if yeah. if, you, if you're really uh, struggling to, to to hold on to our tenuous tread that we're, we're um, weaving here. So with that in mind, Aaron, let's kick off with your one. Okay, lovely. So this this ad is actually a very recent ad, uh, because of the great uh, Wimbledon tournament that's that's just uh just concluded this week as we're recording this podcast uh so the this was uh by um the brand sip smith gin which is uh, i think i believe is 10 years old gin that's uh created in london and they have become partners with wimbledon and have this delicious ad to to announce that that partnership so roll it there colette let's go it's with great pleasure that I announce our partnership. Wimbledon is now the official tennis of Sipsmith Gin. What? No, you've got it the wrong way around. Uh, where are you going? This is the official manicured grass of Sipsmith Gin. No, it's the official manicured grass of Wimbledon. Mmm, grass is delicious. This is the official ball machine of Sipsmith Gin. This is the official handmade high chair of Sipsmith Gin. Have you ever sat up here? I have. <sighs> official rain. Official superfan. Official lawnmower. I've mowed my face into the grass. Official horse. That's enough. Official net. Official official. Get it? Yeah, I get it. Wimbledon. Official tennis of Sipsmith Gin. Annie, do you have eyes on the swan? Over. Official walkie-talkie. Uh, I don't know what to say to you anymore. Well, we're out of time anyway. Gin. Quite right. That's that's pretty great. Um, yeah, I, I love I love stop motion animation like that. Like that's done for uh, for Bromis. It's just like uh, I wonder. Do do you know who the production the animation yeah, studio it was, is? It was Biscuit Film. So it wasn't uh, it wasn't a Wes Anderson studio that it did it. it just it, it's just that uh, style. Um, right. So actually, when it, when I kind of went down a little bit of a rabbit hole with with sips with. I always struggle with that. Sip Smith, Smith Gin. Uh, they they had a, a an ad um, a year before that, which just a more of a brand ad. We talk about their their gin and their quality for the I think for their ten year anniversary. And this is where they introduced Mister Swan. And actually, these characters that you see in this ad were in the previous one where they're going through the distillery, and it's 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 that same humor, that same tone, that same style. So this is they've they've brought that forward for for this which is which is really cool to see and, and it was it was biscuit films in the uk uh, have done that a uh, very big production company over there they do seriously excellent work um and uh it was ogilvy uk then who actually developed the the concept and uh, this partnership uh, there's a there's a really interesting behind the scenes about four minutes uh behind the scenes of the making of this and just the effort and scale yeah. that goes in it looks really simple on screen mm-hmm. but the building of the sets uh, everything is sca- all those sets are built 50 scale to one then they have the grass one that's built five to one for different different sizes of the puppets to make sense and the and all the costumes down to how detailed they have to get uh it's it's really fascinating if you're if you're a bit of an anorak in terms of the, that kind of production process definitely watch the uh watch the behind the scenes on it but 
regardless of the effort and the, the coolness of, of what's gone in to make it, I just love that humor. That 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 script writing it just that's what got me straight away. And the delivery by Mr. Swan is brilliant too. That was uh Julian Barrett from My Bush fame, uh, who's the voice of, of Mr. Swan. Is that Julian I think, Barrett? Uh, I thought it yeah. was Pizza Peter Serafinovich. Serafinowitz, no, Darth uh, Maul. The tick. <laughs> uh, no, no, it wasn't. Um, wasn't him. It was. It was Julian. And it's uh, Julian, that's great yeah. to see. He's getting work. <laughs> yeah, he he did he did a great little cameo in in Killing Eve there in, in one of the seasons where he was a real creep. Um, but it was great to see him on on, on screen yeah. again. But yeah, he's he's brilliant. The delivery of Mr. Swan is what kind of makes that script actually work. If 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 the delivery was bad, it would all fall flat in its face and all yeah. that effort. But but it really lands it. Um, like even the, the bit at the end where it's like he gets the word gin in at the very it just, just it it's a bit irreverent, but it still makes it's still kind of mainstream at the same time. I, I just I just thought it was doff the cap to to the copywriters and, and everyone involved in that. I just thought it was it was absolutely excellent. Yeah, no, really nice piece. Like I know from like the amount of work that goes into it, I remember I watched a few documentaries on the nightmare before Christmas and um with even Jack Skellington's face, what they did was they just made every single mouth movement that he could possibly make and they just changed the head and they had to map out how words were made. So I imagine wow. that's a similar problem because that means all the work is done when the camera crew's not there or when a, cam a camera's not rolling, if you know what I mean. But then they were working yeah. on film, so it's slightly different. But um, I'd say, yeah, pre-production in that. just Everything just is just insane. made and then they just, you build. It's like, build, what's this one? What's this one? What's this one? but it's um it's cool i love i love that it's kind of etched out its own style like wes anderson's kind of bringing it more mainstream with isle of dogs and uh, fantastic mr fox making it more kind of acceptable um always obviously it's a very old old type of um of storytelling but uh, at the same time i just think the kind of more modern take on it it's got this own it's it's cool it's not clunky do you know what i mean mm. it's 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 slick um whereas i think even like even some sections of the nightmare before christmas are just a bit or a bit clunky it's not as polished um and i imagine that's kind of the slightly marrying of digital technology to aid in grading and, and a bit of motion blur and stuff like that as long as well with the traditional kind of really strong stop motion techniques you know what i mean yeah um, and it, it it's 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 a massive door uh, that opens in terms of possibilities if you're willing to put the investment behind mm -hmm. a production such as that uh conan o'brien talks about this when he was writing in the simpsons where because it was animation you could you could theoretically say oh, homer's going to be on the back of a t-rex flying mm -hmm. a plane and yeah. that's possible because they can draw it and same with the animation that's a, a life-size one who's interacting with real life humans mm. and you can do it and it doesn't have to be, you know, animation smashed in with live action. It works as its own, its own, it's its own playing field, really. And uh, it opens up all those kind of creative possibilities to do stuff that doesn't make sense, but you can make it make sense in that world that you create through the stop motion. Yeah, no, definitely. It's definitely uh, it's something I'd love to, I'd love to even be in the background of a production. Yeah. Just to have a look yeah. at, do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it, no, that, but that's a really, that's a really cool ad um yeah it's it's definitely worth being loved i think it's a it's 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 good it's witty it's it's done well it's slick i've never heard of that gin before but now i kind of like them um, 
so yeah. you know then that's a tough that's a tough market to break into particularly with that uh like that some amount of money that sponsorship you know what i mean yeah like fucking hell. like to try and dethrone hendrix or anyone like that is it's, you're gonna and have from, to be innovative yeah from from a sponsorship point of view actually they 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 have a very particular stance on why they fit well with each other from wimbledon and sipsmith they both they both are very pedantic uh in in the nicest way possible about their their products where mm. you know wimbledon is very with the eight millimeter grass length cut and you know it's very precise it has to be precise you know um and sipsmith from a brand point of view they're all about they discard the top and the bottom of their of their distilleries and only use the middle section and they're quite specific about their crafting process they brought it back into london city you know after 200 mm-hmm. years there so there's loads of connections and i know that's that's a whole other realm in terms of sponsorship fits and stuff but it's nice uh, to learn a bit more about the brand through the fact that they sponsored wimbledon where i'd never would have made those connections without it you know uh, yeah. and, and read more about it so it was nice to see that work and yeah, that yeah. realm of it working too as opposed to it just being a nice yeah. nice piece of being like fuck it, people drink gin in the summer watching Wimbledon let's do yeah. it and there's probably a little bit funny of to have a life size swap yeah. Yeah, it's always nice to retrospectively come up with oh they cut the grass we also cut some of our gin um, <laughs> not that I'm undermining I, I, I love that uh, here's a sidebar are you still yeah, go eat swan or are you, do people not eat swan uh, I, I don't think people have had swan since the 1800s but uh, yeah but why could be, could be corrected on that one <laughs> Why random question Jim. it's like the, a river turkey like why would well uh, if, if you can if you can catch the bass yeah, they're, see, this they're, is they're vicious yolks yeah because like wait a second on the cam in Cambridge when you used to go on the punts they'd have these little doors this is what put this in my head and I was like a swan's an interesting and I was I remember saying to the guy I was like why, why are those doors there I was like oh that's so the chef could come out and catch a swan and eat it. I'm like, okay, right. I was okay. like, when did swans stop being? Because I don't, they're not endangered. Do now, they taste good? I heard this random fact, and this could be complete horse. Love it. Go shit. But I read somewhere that the Queen of England still officially owns all the swans, even in Ireland. Even in Ireland. Yeah. Uh, the, this could be complete fabrication or a mismemory but that's what i heard so are you doing the google here now yeah, are you, you going to find on. out for us it's a it's a real european version of china and all the pandas in the world <laughs> yeah but where is that true <laughs> yeah okay it is top i said the queen of england owns top search queen of england owns all swans <laughs> that's what came up second one is queen of england owns a mcdonald's <laughs> i was like I wonder if she does from an investment point of view. Okay. I'd say she does. That's right. Okay, I'm, I'm literally reading what Google has brought up from an SEO point of okay. view. I've not clicked in. I don't know which article this is coming from. That's right. The Queen of Elizabeth II does actually own all the swans in England. Ah. Fucking hell, Chalky. Ah. We're not in England, mate. Why can't we go back to the good old days? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, it throw July, a few grenades in there. It's July, it the 12th. Yeah. <laughs> um, according to the official royal family website, the Crown has held the rights to claim ownership of all unmarked mute swans, which I assume is like the traditional swan. Um, that's because they're dangerous assassins. They keep quiet. They keep mute. Um, swimming in open waters across the country since the 12th century. Yeah, so maybe that's why you're not allowed to eat swans 
Because there's no wild ones. They're all owned. You're literally killing, you're poaching. If, if you take a wild one, you're poaching from the ground. From the queen. And you know what they used to do with that. Uh, Lizzie's not happy if someone takes her swans. <laughs> She'd be after you. She's not like that. Well, oh, God bless because her. like people eat geese. Swans cannot therefore yes. be... F- oh, here we go. Here's the answer. Here's the answer. The Guardian. Jeremy oh. Clarkson won't be happy. Uh, buh, buh, buh. Oh, taking a minute to load here. And at this point, no, everyone who's still watching um, or listening is like, but what it says here they can't be farmed <laughs> legally because you're not allowed to clip a swan's wings. Right, okay. So there you well, go. That, that concludes our, our swan update for this week's episode, which is great. Great little segment I that we're putting in there. I think I want to eat a swan. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely a black market where you can get a swan somewhere. Yeah, definitely. We'll talk about it off the pod. Um, okay. <laughs> that'll be on our Patreon subscription uh, <laughs> bonus content for, for swans <laughs> I love it um, okay uh, right I'll go um, yes so my one will kick straight into this uh, essentially uh, you know when uh, Wimbledon is on we've talked about this mm. in another sporting podcast when we were kids like there'd be a Euros or a World Cup on and you'd buy the new football or whatever there'd be some cool ad so this ad essentially taps into the adult version of that and how tennis is like an acceptable thing for adults to partake in when it's on you're like oh it's sunny fuck it i can play tennis you know it's not let's that make hard. a makeshift uh, court out yeah, in the it's like you don't in have front to be that fit you don't have to wear boots you don't need other people you're like you just get a mate and you're like yeah yeah no no we'll go we'll go play some tennis so let's watch it and then we will talk about it mine! Mine! It's that fortnight again. Get your 68-page guide to Wimbledon this Thursday with The Guardian. That is absolutely brilliant. I love that. I thought you did. That is so true in terms of yeah. how people act everyone thinks they're class at tennis and they haven't picked up a racket since 12 months previously yeah when Wimbledon was on. so so that. that's done for the guardian by uh, adam and eve ddb um so came out in 2004 this is part of an overall campaign that had two other pieces in it which were so 2004 was a big year it had an olympics it had a euros and obviously wimbledon is every year but so the guardian did like these three pieces so one was an Olympics, and it was essentially the two lads up in the booth who play the national anthems when a, when a country wins. And it's like the person announces GB, and the two boys are speaking in Spanish like, did he say Great Britain? He's like, yeah, and they can't find the national anthem tape because they <laughs> never, Britain don't win golds. Right? So, and that's the thing. It's like, are we, are we even expected to win? And it's like, get your full 68-page spread. And then another one around the Euro called the Euro Divers. And it's a football team training to dive, which I'd actually seen before. Um, so this okay. was just a general campaign that Adam and Eve seemed to have done with, with The Guardian that was all just really nice content. Um, what I really like about that ad is, yeah, the truth in it. It's like just from the dad taking it too serious with the kid, pe- playing in pairs with someone who you don't know and they are dreadful but yet want to hit every ball. 
what got me and there was the mine that at the very start mine and yeah. someone running uh, for like breaking themselves not a hope will yeah. they get it like everyone thinks they're Djokovic doing a cool slide across the court and they're absolutely snotting themselves or like you're one on the phone it's like when you go like oh yeah come on we'll go play some tennis yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then your missus realise how long a tennis game actually is and you're like <laughs> yeah. oh okay this is not happening I'm not getting to play any tennis here but it's it is such a fun sport to play yeah and it's so accessible even when you're losing god bless uh, i don't know if, if if shane listens to this but shane Lyons and austin woodruff i used to play with them <laughs> in rings end and i'd say for a year straight they were i don't know how they kept going back because they must have been so bored uh so i was getting absolutely hosed every single game but you know it was still fun it was still just good crack it's it's a very cathartic sport um that you can just play it regardless if you're if you're crap or not yeah definitely like i think and i i think i have a I, okay so i haven't been able to confirm this information about this ad okay but you know the gentleman who pulls his hammy mm-hmm. i and i'm going to tweet him when we release this that to me looks like david Scholl, who is jay from the inbetweeners dad he does yeah he does and it's 2004 like so it's before the inbetweeners so and I was even looking up, I was looking at like the scene where he's in the camping thing shirtless to be like, does that look like, because I think it's him. So You went down a rabbit hole. I like. did, yeah. Cause, um, so I'm going to tweet him when we do this to be like, David Shaw, is that you? Because that makes it even better. <laughs> this you, hon. Yeah, this you, hon. You okay? That'd um, be amazing. But uh, yeah, no, I just love it. I just thought it was it just captured what tennis actually is and it was nice for the guardian to show what tennis looks like for most people's lives as opposed to like fancy here's the perfect serve here's all this stuff you know what i mean i just thought mm. it was great i just love the humor in it and the honesty yeah now that's a that's a great way to cap off just just two weeks of excellent uh, excellent tennis you know seeing Djokovic and uh, in the men's win and then Barty in the females that was just uh, and then to, to finish with these ads um i just uh it's one part it makes it one of my favorite times of year really shane yeah definitely um yeah what are you drinking there tea uh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's completely empty <laughs> oh, oh sweet mother divine god um okay ah, aaron you have a need to know for the listeners and viewers. Uh, the need to know is uh, you need to know how scary deep fakes are getting. <laughs> and this is a story that uh, exploded last week uh, around uh, Tom Cruise joining TikTok and uh, hitting a few golf drives, stumbling around a golf, uh, golf club uh, and talking to his fans. Um, but pretty quickly it was revealed that that wasn't Tom Cruise at all these were uh, deep fakes that were on another level uh, and just just really that's kind of scary but also really mesmerizing how impressive uh, this technology is getting they've obviously been around for a good while but there's they've become really sophisticated and it'll just be a mad space to watch over the next couple of years you know the kind of implications it'll have for society politics and everything in between um but uh, they're why they're quite entertaining to watch now and, and kind of interesting to see 
it's just a, it's it's just an area that's really accelerating very quickly in terms of uh, proficiency and uh, something that if you haven't seen definitely worth uh, having a look sure we, we might put one up on screen here now yeah if you're interested in it i know i've talked about them before corridor crew on youtube have been doing this for a couple of years they did a tom cruise one about two years ago they got a tom cruise impersonator and then put tom cruise head on it because a big part of it is not just the face you have to Some get mannerisms. the mannerisms if you want to sell it um mm -hmm. They also then worked on a Snoop Dogg video where Tupac, they needed to recreate Tupac and they did that. They have a whole video up there as to how they do it. Um, so they've been working on this technology. They redid um, the end of the Mandalorian se season season two where they had a young Luke Skywalker in it. And people spoiler, were kind of questioning. For anyone who's still going to watch the Mandalorian. It's too late, lads. All right. Um, and if they got <laughs> to here, they probably know me personally. So... <laughs> um, it's uh yeah they redid that as well and like they actually got mark hamill to tweet them like how amazing it was like considering they're like a a small production agency or a production company and they can do this because they're really good at it mm. it's not about how much money you have it's knowing how to do it and eventually the algorithms and everything will catch up so essentially it's just they capture every image that ever exists of you and then a computer software just maps it and then you've got a tweak so it does so as that computer software gets more advanced and learns more the easier this is going to be and i think from an advertising point of view what it does is all of a sudden can you get an endorsement from tom cruise do you know what i mean yeah like, all of a sudden is he getting endorsement from Smith, abe lincoln gin is you know is, is he all of a sudden we see the problem with abe lincoln is there's not enough footage of him where this is really going to happen is people where there's because you won't you you won't sell it people don't have enough of him in their mind's eye but like someone so it's like it's, it's for influencers and people who video themselves every day every angle talking they're going to be able to be deep faked so easily because mm. there's so much content to fill in every pore and that's what's needed so people can expect a deep fake of us uh, from i love that ad uh, podcast pretty yeah, pretty quickly not if i turn my head <laughs> uh, you're giving them more angle chain stop it <laughs> but, uh, yeah it's the content it's having loads and loads of content to map it over but it's 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 really interesting i think what's going to happen then from a legal standpoint is what constituted being the actor what's an impersonator versus a deep fake you know what i mean mm. and that's where you get into a real gray area like you look at the stuff mario like, rosenstock does where he like takes off people and he's in ads taking off people so when yeah. deepfakes come in technically i'm just using copyright free images and i am putting them in a video in a certain sequence that allows it to look like it's going to be really didn't complicated take down the, they didn't take down that those tom cruise ones because they weren't they weren't i think they, they used the word synthetic imagery uh but they weren't they weren't done in a harmful way to the person they were synthetic of do you know what i mean it wasn't uh wasn't I know Sean Tom Cruise killing a cat or something like yeah, that? Do you know, it was it was it was humorous piece and it was quite quite light light pieces and but that's. This is the other thing now. It's going to be the Twitter. Oh, I got hacked when I tweet something racist. Do you know what I mean? Where people would do <laughs> that crap, or I just took loads of Adderall or whatever. Well, what did Rosie um, Roseanne take? Mm. You know, when she yeah, started yeah, tweeting no, terrible stuff, and she was like, "Oh, I'm on this drug." Is this going to be not me? It's deep fake. Is that what that's going to be now? I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, uh, it's like, yeah, no, no, not me, be... not me. And it's plausible deniability, so people can do horrible shit. It might give people an, an, an anonymity back, which is nice. 
you can but actually even, deny stuff. Even on a on a basic level, they is it my ancestry or one of those uh, heritage uh, sites, family tree sites that um you can upload a still photo or on the uh, through the app and take a photo of a 2d photo of your ancestor mm-hmm. or even you if you, you want to do it and it will animate that photo into a video where the person's kind of turning and looking around it's really creepy uh, I, I've, I've seen it happen when my friend did it on like a brochure right in front of me and that person is suddenly moving and animated so like you can animate like a harry potter newspaper exactly it, it, that's exactly it and it's 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 now just that's at your fingertips on, a, on an app on your phone as opposed to some big software so it's uh it's getting down to kind of like everyday use uh or accessibility very quickly um so it'd be mad to see where it is in in three or four years time how mm. how advanced it has got yeah no definitely that's an interesting one for once again for people to kind of keep aware of yeah pick your celebrity guys in a couple of years you'll get them for free to represent your brand <laughs> ireland's gonna be rife with them <laughs> We're going to set up a faux deep fake division, uh, just specializing in this, moving into that white space. Yeah. And how we'll do it is we'll record a pod, but we'll switch our faces. And we'll, <laughs> that's, that's how we'll advertise it. It's like the old, can, the old filters. Do it now. Um, Maybe. Okay, cool. I think uh, I think we're happy enough that we've uh, we've covered deep fakes, eating swans, and tennis. I think we've done well there. Mm. Yeah, no, no, no yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, a good review of Wimbledon. Yeah, so I think we'll leave it there and <laughs> good review Wimbledon thanks so much for listening or, or watching everyone um, obviously if you want to catch up on the archive you can on the website workwithfo.ie um, and if you have any comments if you'd like to recommend any topics we should look at not even particular ads just hit us up on social no hassle we appreciate all the comments and love that we're getting online about the, the content we're putting out it really is um, we're really enjoying it so if you, you want to hit us up and suggest anything please feel free to we'll uh um, we can even have you on the pod and we can chat through stuff um but i'll leave it on that note so peace out Bye.